Welcome, everyone, to another episode of Slasher Scotty. I am your host, Scotty McCoy, and boy, do I have a surprise for all of you. I have on Zoom with me right now, Trixie Valentine, and she is a drag queen superstar from my neck of the woods of Northeast Pennsylvania. Hey, Trixie, how are you doing? Hi, I'm doing well. Thank you for having me. I'm super excited. I've seen some of your work and it's so good. So thank you. Not a problem. Glad to have you on. You look beautiful like always. <laughs> so the first question I have, well, I guess before we start, we know that um, today is June 30th. It's the very last day of Pride. So why not end Pride with a bang? We don't need to kick it off with a bang. It always starts with a bang. So why not end it with a bang? So that's where you come into play, having you on my show. Um, and let's ask you know some people that are unfamiliar with the lgbtqia plus community um and what like what pride is about can you kind of explain to everybody that kind of wants to know what is pride and why do we celebrate it yeah so pride uh historically is like where it all began was the stonewall riots that happened in 1969 actually they happened on uh, june 28th so just two days ago was like the anniversary of it and really the Stonewall riots were um, a pushback to, um, and you know, police brutality for LGBTQ individuals back in the day. Um, and Pride then evolved into getting equal rights, getting fair treatment to be seen and heard as individuals that are um, our sexuality and our gender um, and our expressions are seen as a way, um, uh, I don't wanna say normalized, but in, um, the Pride is, continuing that motion of like, we're progressive because back in those days, you know, homosexuality was considered um, a, di a disorder in the DSM-5 and that we had some other issues, you know, it was only in 2015 when we had same-sex marriage equality. So it both is in a legal way and then also in a social way that we are pushing mm -hmm. forward to create um, this motion that we are all equal, we are all here and it shouldn't be based off of our sexuality or gender on why yeah. we should be discriminated against. Um, and I will give a shout out because uh, in our community, it's more diverse than what people think it is, right? Like we have people of color also mm -hmm. who are in the LGBTQIA yeah. plus community where, you know, they have an, uh, intersecting identities of both race, sexuality, and gender that also need to be shown through, which is why we have different variations of the flag now. So yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Couldn't say it better myself. And I mean, it really is like a lot of people don't realize, and it's not like us as like you know i guess homosexuals of the of white race like they only have that you know of being caucasian like they only have that like homosexuality of inequality for them like you know where we're fighting for the equality but they like you said it's very diverse and a lot of people don't realize that there are people that that I have the African-American where you have the racist and the homophobics that are targeting them as well. And, you know, other races and other political beliefs and all these different things that really target the, uh, the community a lot more. And it makes it really tough for other people that aren't of, of, you know, the Caucasian descent. Yeah. Cause pride is definitely, it, it doesn't just become a community based thing, right? Mm -hmm. We have the LGBTQIA plus community, but it also becomes a personal Mm -hmm. um thing too because we want to show our who we are in our own communities like i'm part Absolutely. of the american community and i'm still queer in that community and that still needs to be shown through 
and then those who have different gender identities, what do that look like in their spaces, right? So like um, we're evolving and we're progressing, which is great, but Pride is definitely about that idea of like, we are going to create the language that associates with us because we need that language. We're gonna do the research that to show like where we are at and what needs and uh, resources we need to develop to help us individually throughout our lifetime. Um, like we're actually hitting a generation where we finally have LGBTQ elders. Yeah. Um, like what does that look like for us? So Pride is all about that motion of moving forward and showing like we're here, we've always been here and we're, we're honestly not taking crap anymore. We're like, right. we're gonna stand tall and loud and proud. Absolutely. So one question I didn't have on, I know I sent you over a list of them to kind of prepare. Um, one thing I didn't have on is a lot of people when they hear LGBTQIA plus is like a mouthful, but they don't, they don't, they think of them as quote unquote letters, but they're not just letters. They all stand for something important in the community. So can you let us know what this, what each letter really stands for and what it signifies for our community? Yeah. So like you mentioned, the acronym there is uh, it's a letter that represents an identity of some kind. So L for lesbian, B for bisexual, G for gay, T for transgender, I for intersex, Q for queer or questioning, A for asexuality or agender or just the asexual umbrella. Mm -hmm. um, there's a P for pansexual. And then the plus sign is really the additional letters that we um, don't really represent all the time uh, right. in the acronym. The plus sign is really the, you know, individual identities that are becoming recreated. Like there's demisexual. Um, there are different forms of ace identities. There are different forms of middle sex identities. Uh, and when I say middle sex, I mean like middle sexuality uh, related to could be bisexual, could be pansexual. Yeah. Um, it's really how people interpret themselves and articulate themselves mm -hmm. and put whatever meaning to the, is that. So each letter definitely represents a person's sexuality and gender identity for those who are not heterosexual or cisgender. Right. Absolutely. And it's, it, I'm glad that we do have the plus because it, it does become a mouthful saying all of them. It's, obviously, it's a respectful thing and that too, but like it does it does become a mouthful. Like I, I do have to take a breath like when I do say it, but uh, but it, there are so many things involved with this community that I myself don't even know. Like I, I, I think it was, was it, I, which one was it? Um, It might have been uh, Q that I, like, I thought was like, that stands for questioning, right? You said? Yeah. Q, so some of these letters represent more than one, but Q is for questioning or queer. Okay. Um, so like questioning is that idea of like, you go through this stage of questioning your own sexuality or even your gender, right? And right. we get into that middle uh, phase. I don't like call it a phase, but in this sense, I think phase can be used as a positive term of development. Right. So in the like, middle phase of like, I'm not sure where I stand, but I know what... I like, and then we get to like the different orientations, like sexual yeah. orientation, romantic orientation, erotic orientation. Right. And when that happens, that people become questioning. We start, we start going through, I don't, this is all confusing because I'm learning more about mm -hmm. who I am. Absolutely. And, yeah, so, and then queer is a more common term, both to say like the queer community, which is a little bit more of a modern term that uh, younger generations are using to, instead of saying right. like acronym. But queer also can be a form of like, I know I'm not straight, but I know I'm queer, right? Like right. I don't want to be labeled to it. So that might be the word. Right. Or I know I'm not um, uh, cisgender, right? Or, yeah. and I might 
term like I'm uh, genderqueer. So yeah. absolutely. And I know that like, like it, it used to be at least back in the day, I don't know if it still is to an extent, but like when you, when you call somebody a queer, it was like kind of an insult. So we're kind of now taking that and we're making it our own, which is, a, yeah. a, which I, I like, because I don't I, like, why, why should we be, you know, we shouldn't take these derogatory terms and, you know, that we should make it and, and use it to embrace it, make it a positive term. Mm -hmm. absolutely yeah the word queer I would definitely have to agree it it is one of those terms that used to be derogatory negative in some places it still is um but there are other people and people in our community who are like no this word is mine and I'm I'm reclaiming the word right absolutely so um also for those that are unfamiliar or uneducated uh can you let them know what the purpose of drag is what is like what is it about yeah so um drag uh, drag is personalized, right? And there's many different ways to drag. A good book that I would like to consider people. Um, oh, can I show? Like, can I show? Yes, what? absolutely. Yeah. So this is a great book. It's called The Art of Drag. There are four different authors. It just came out not too long ago. I recommend this book for anyone that wants to learn more about drag because it shows the history and different yeah. styles of drag. But drag, um, Drag essentially actually um, starts and has roots in different cultures, but modern form of drag actually comes from our um, LGBTQIA plus Mm -hmm. uh, people of color and the ballroom scenes and shows this idea of expressing who we are in different ways. Mm -hmm. Um, RuPaul also helped form a little bit about what drag is turning into in a different angle, but with how I understand drag and how I do drag and why it's here for me and others is a form of expression, right? We have these ideas of what femininity looks like, what masculinity looks like, what androgyny looks like. And we take these uh, understandings and expressions and we exaggerate them. We make them more, we make them come real, we make them come to life. Like this jewelry I'm wearing um, is like, it's an exaggeration. Like, while this looks like a good day uh, piece, I would not wear this every day. It's just, but it's (laughs) not. looks good this hair is high it's good it's colorful like all of that is a form of art and a performance art show people like um i am a powerful individual and drag has allowed to honestly push back on some of these narratives that were told about like um you know only only men right can be masculine actually no that's not true or feminine have to be feminine no that's not true either right so we're we're pushing back on these norms with drag drag is essentially both an art and then it also can be used in an activist way of showing like i'm here absolutely and it's funny because like i i started well, i have a comcast down here in maryland now i didn't lie i am from northeast pennsylvania i moved to maryland obviously but uh i uh i um I have Comcast down here and obviously I can't watch all the earlier episodes of it. Cause you got to pay a dollar 99 in every episode. And there's like how many seasons and how many episodes and I'm not breaking the bank for that. But, uh, but I, uh, I have like this, like, I think like the most recent, like two episodes, like two seasons, like, or whatever, like you get like the whole thing for free or whatever it is. And uh, I've been watching some of that and uh, I think it's really interesting. Like I never really appreciated it before. And I mean, I personally, 
and I wouldn't do drag. I, I mean, I'm just, and it's not nothing against drag community or that. I'm just not a creative person in that aspect. My creativity goes into writing and acting in that form. I'm not a design type of person. Like, like I mean, if you look what I'm wearing, I'm wearing a Halloween shirt and these like very stained shorts. Like <laughs> that, that is, I, even when I, like when I go out, like my parents are like, aren't you ashamed of going out with greasy hair, going to the store with greasy hair, pajama bottoms and literally like a ripped shirt i'm like i i really don't care that's <laughs> just how i am i've always been that way um so i'm not i'm not a cult, like even a like even with being a web developer like i'm a developer i'm not a web designer because i i can make a website look pretty but it takes a lot more effort on my end because i am a developer i don't make things look pretty i make things work that type of thing so yeah, no, that uh, makes complete sense because I'm really bad with technology. So like mm -hmm. strength and positive here. There's also like so many different forms of drag that mm -hmm. um, my recommendation, if anyone is thinking about starting drag, they should definitely um, do what they love and what they know mm -hmm. internally. Like, cause you know yourself best yeah. and just like people just need to give their self that permission to Absolutely. do it, right? A lot of people are like, how do you get in the drag? I'm like, well, did you give yourself the permission? Because I can't grant that to you. Right. Like, you have to be willing to do it. But there's yeah. so many different drag forms and styles. Like, there's also like the Boulay Brothers, Dragula, right? Yeah. There's a style of drag that. that I love. <laughs> right, up my, oh, right up my alley, the horror drag. Right. right. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, drag works perfectly in this setting, yeah. in that sense. Yeah. And there's drag kings, drag queens, drag performers, androgynous performers. Like, mm -hmm. again, for anyone, get the book. Or the art of drag but like it is so it is so important to know when anyone wants to do drag thinking about drag like a don't make a mockery of other people when doing it like have the intentions that it's yours and it's your piece right uh, and then be like don't be afraid to get messy like whatever yeah. that may look like so don't be afraid that your makeup's yeah. gonna look you're, when you get into it just get into it see how right. it is. and if you like it do it and if you want to get better talk to people absolutely and i mean Looking for, I mean, I was looking through your uh, your one social media for your Trixie Valentine social media, and I was looking at uh, like which one do I want to use for the promo video and all that, <laughs> and which one do I want to use for the YouTube thumbnail? And I'm thinking I, it was so hard to choose because like a lot you, you are you have a lot of pretty outfits. Like I, I might not be able to design good, so I wouldn't be good at being drag, but I can I can see which is pretty. At least to me, it's my sense of what is pretty. Um, everybody's my taste might be different. Like what I like for the promo flyer might have been somebody else's not their cup of tea type of thing but for me like you had so many colorful things and i like that i like the colorful outs like outfits and the the colorful hair and that the one i settled on i was like i like that one i really do i really like that one so i i actually that is one of my favorite looks so the look that you chose for this promo pick when i saw yeah. it i was like yes because it was it's so it's inspired by two concepts the 80s i love the big hair the dramatic mm -hmm. makeup and then it was actually the outfit was based off of the uh, bisexual pride flag, um, okay. the colors of uh, pink, blue, and um, magenta, nice. and you know, blue, no purple, blue, and magenta. Sorry, and um, with with that, like I like that is one of my favorite looks you picked. So you picked a good one, like awesome. an action shot. I Glad. I like a I I feel like a badass of that photo. <laughs> I really like that picture and that look. It really was great. Like, and it's funny because, like, I, again, mentioning about me doing drag. Like for Halloween, I was Perilla Deville, and I was gonna come on as Perilla, but I was so busy today. But I, I like for my Halloween. If you look at it, like, oh my god, like I, I had the heels, 
and all that. Like, I didn't even know what size heel I was. So I had to like get like three different ones before I had, I had to return two of them. But like even putting like when I had to put the lipstick on for Halloween and the eyeshadow, like I almost poked my eye out and putting the lipstick on. I, I was getting it all over my face. Like, I, it's just, I don't know why I couldn't do it. It really is a talent. Like, it really is something that, you know, you have to be creative. You, you know, you don't have to be. But I mean, it, it, it's a plus. And it, it's really it really is a, an art, an art form, you know. And I, I really think it's a it's something that is is underappreciated and really should be appreciated and looked more into. Absolutely. So um, what got you into drag and wanting to perform? So uh, for drag for me, it originally started because I was one of those. So I've been doing drag for seven years. I started in 2014. Nice. And um, I just thought to myself, like, um, I, when I was in high school, I was in the marching band, I did color guard, I did theater in high school. Um, I also, for a few years, um, danced with Antipode, which is a geek ballet mm -hmm. dance troupe that does cosplay, and I absolutely love them. But um, with all of those things, I was still trying to find me and myself. I was still trying to look at myself and be like, there's still an aspect of this performance that I get, but why do I like performing? What about it? What is the exhilarating and exciting thing? So um, my first two experiences with drag, I will give it out to RuPaul's Drag Race because I watched season three. And when I watched Manila Luzon, thing against Delta work, nice. watching it as like a young 20 uh, queer person who's learning to discover my identities. Right. saw that and I was like, I felt more than just this lip sync, more than just this pretty look. They gave emotions and I felt emotions with that. And right. so with that, I just thought, oh my God, I love this. And then I went to my first drag show in person um, around the same time. Um, they had one of those like um, above 18, but below 21, as long as you wear a wristband, right? And so yeah. I went there and saw this drag queen come out and seeing it in person, it was a whole different experience. It was one of those feelings if you have one of those experience feelings, like when you were a kid and your parents are like, no, you can't wear that, you can't do that. Um, and you, it kind of takes the fun out of the way, at least um, I should say, I don't know if everyone has, I have that experience, right? Like my mom's like, no, you, yeah. you can't wear that. Boys don't wear that, right? And I'm like, oh, yeah. I thought I looked good. And then mm -hmm. seeing that it was like empowerment. There was, there was this energy that was shown through. And for me, I was like, oh my God, I want that. Like I can feel that. Mm -hmm. So when I got into drag the first time, um, a few things happened, like a lot of things, feelings, um, things I've never felt before. Like when I put my first dress on, it was one of those moments that I just said, oh my God, this is, I feel pretty. Mm -hmm. I feel pretty in a way I've never felt pretty before. I want this. I want to express this. How? Mm -hmm. And um, this idea of feminine energy that I naturally have started coming out. My mannerisms uh, became to be more fluid. And yeah. I was like, oh my God. Now, if people see me back from seven years ago, I did not look this pretty, but I felt this pretty. Like right. I felt this gorgeous. It didn't matter. And then stepping on stage, like mm -hmm. all the activities I used to do as a kid to perform in front of audience now was just solely based on me. And I'm telling a story. I'm giving emotions and power to other people in front of me. And that that's what kicked it off. Like <laughs> that's what caused me to just catalyst of continuing to do it. This, this idea of I'm telling a story, but I'm telling my story all the time. Yeah. And I see people's faces and they're 
they're happy, they're sad with me, they're yesing, right? Like that we see, or they're over here like, you get it, you get it, girl, you're up there. We know exactly what you're saying, why you're saying and how you're saying it. Right. And then like my my catchphrase, my motto is like, live your fantasy, because essentially that's what got me into drag. I'm living a fantasy because I don't look like this every day. This is, uh, <laughs> this would be too much work to look like every right. day. Um, all I can day. verify. Right. <laughs> so I'm living my fantasy every time I'm in drag, but I'm making it a reality. And then like the biggest thing I think drag helped me with was finding my own voice. I yeah. found my confidence. Like it, I truly became a different person. And then I learned how to channel who I was into who I am outside of drag. Right. And I've got a voice and I'm speaking up for the youth and I'm speaking up for other people in my mm. community. Like this yeah. is not okay. We need to be treated fairly. Like, if we want to express how we want to express themselves, we should be able to do that. So drag, long story short, drag was drag was that moment of yeah. finding myself in an art form. I mm-hmm. didn't know I needed until until I did it, until I saw it. Right. And I can, I can verify because I've known you pretty much at the beginning of your drag. Like we met like how many years ago? I know it was before my dad was diagnosed with brain cancer and he was diagnosed in 2016. Cause I remember my parents were camping. Uh, they were at the camper or whatever. And we, we were, we, that's when we were around the time we met, we became friends in that. And uh, that was at least 2014, 2015, which is when you started your drag career. Cause I, I remember you're, you're like, I've seen you grow. I've seen like what you do now is so much prettier no offense to what you did back when you started well, which which is growth like everybody's that's how everybody's yeah. gonna be like everybody it, grows we become polished that's the term mm-hmm. we use like we yes. become polished redefined yes. fine and tuned and then it's a glow up right like you glow up like you you're like oh i thought i looked good and then you're like just kidding i can do better <laughs> take time and time of practice right. so you you yeah. definitely have seen me come from does she belong here too no she's now the one running everything now you're on slasher scotty as a drag queen (laughs) (laughs) but exactly i i agree with that and i mean you're so educated just not even as in drag itself but in the community itself and you know with human sexuality and gender identity like you really are so educated with all of that do, do you want to let everybody i know personally but do you want oh, yeah yeah um, so yeah so outside of drag i do a few different things i'm an a, a medical hiv case manager so i help people living with hiv so i'm very mm-hmm. well-rounded in that field but also i'm a queer inclusive sex educator i just got my master's from widener university in human sexuality um, education and I'm going for my PhD. Um, nice. I'm actually just started my dissertation in human sexuality philosophy. Awesome. So I definitely found my passion in knowing about sexuality and gender diversity, the idea of sex not being a taboo thing and being sex liberal and sex positive, right? Like mm-hmm. that on the outside, like helps me like yeah. become a little bit more educated. And then like my own personal experiences talking to other individuals yeah. like who are in the same area. And I'm like experiences and education in mm-hmm. reading a little bit more and admitting accountability when we are unlearning things. Like yeah. all of that has allowed me to, to, to go off. So. Awesome. So I know that there's a lot of criticism when it comes to pronouns. A lot of people, I've seen so many things on WNEP's post from people commenting about, for example, Demi Lovato coming out as non-binary and all that stuff. And people 
like I, it's not that they I don't think it's that they're trying to be ignorant. I mean, maybe there are some, but like they're they're just uneducated. They don't know what non-binary and binary and all that stuff is. They don't know what these pronouns are. Can you like let people know um, who aren't aware, like what these different types of pronouns are and what they mean and what they stand for? Because I'll be honest, I personally don't get the pronoun thing. Like not that I don't judge them or criticize them for it. I just don't understand its meaning. Yeah, no, that that makes sense. I know um, I was just on PA Live back in mm-hmm. January. I'm on every month, but in January, we did a segment on yes. pronouns. And I got a lot of backlash because my pronouns are they, he, right? right? And so what does that mean? And I'm in drag right now, so my pronouns are she. Like, right. like so there are an understanding of pronouns for many different reasons. One of the biggest reasons, because um, it's not always... Well, I'll just say this, it's some, a person's gender sometimes or most of the time will, how they identify, how, who they are as a person goes with a pronoun or a way of thinking, right? Because mm-hmm. pronouns have two meanings. The first is just referring to an individual, um, like that's it, that's what a pronoun is. It refers to another individual, it's the right. basic level. Um, and with that, cause like I and you can be a uh, pronoun we, but then like the pronouns we're talking about are more um, personalized ones. So she, he, and they are the three top common, which yeah. each have a significant difference. Um, and the difference is because those pronouns are typically gendered. And yeah. when, they're, when they're gendered, they put uh, an expectation on a person or uh, an assumption on a person, right? And so using pronouns like she means that someone may be more feminine. It could mean that they're a woman. It could be uh, whatever their reason is for using the, the um, pronoun she. And then you can think of he, that's more of a masculine pronoun. A lot of mm-hmm. times associated with male or male identified people mm-hmm. um, or men. Um, and then it could also be for, uh, honestly, how, whoever wants to use the uh, word um, or pronoun he, and then there's they as a gender neutral pronoun. There are actually many other gender neutral pronouns like zir, here, here, um, like, and those may just sound yeah. like words to people, but they're gender neutral pronouns. They're just not as commonly known, okay. but people do use them. Um, but like, that's a gender neutral pronoun. And the reason why we call it a gender neutral pronoun is because when you say they, and it is a singular uh, pronoun, you, you don't get a depiction of a gender um, all the time up here, like in, uh, mentally, like in our minds and our psyches. Like um, we can, in a sense, when we think about androgyny, sometimes they can be for those who are androgyny. Um, I'm non-binary, so I like to use the term they because when I use hear the word he, it typically is just associating with that I was assigned male at birth. And I'm like, great, I'm glad you know based off of how I may appear, sometimes I was assigned male at birth, even though nobody actually knows, I just look that characteristic in a way. Um, So pronouns allow individuals to tell the world like, this is who I am and I should be respected as such in a way. So pronouns are just, how do you refer to somebody? Well, like anyone, how we refer to people, we have to know the person. Um, And that's the harder challenge and I think that a lot of the times when we're having these conversations, because there is a slight uneducated or ignorance to the idea of pronouns. And I'm a person that I'll never shame someone for not knowing, right? Like, I'm like, nope, like you don't understand, you know, but I'm here to talk to you. Not everyone is like that. And I get that. But for me, 
when I tell people about pronouns, it's how, how are you going to address me um, without knowing me? Like, you don't okay. know me. So why are you using the pronoun he? And when we get into those actual conversations, we're breaking down much more than what a pronoun is. We're breaking down social norms, social rules. Uh, we're breaking down different stereotypes, right? And uh, typically is associated with my assigned sex at birth and my gender. It also can relate to my sexuality and different forms of cultural differences, right? So, because yeah. um, there are different words that mean different things to specific people. So it really comes down, if you want to understand why are we using pronouns or what is the purpose of using pronouns, it's, it really comes down to because we were respecting other people. We're understanding, like, they're telling us who they are. Uh, so we're not assuming who they are. And yeah. pronouns are just a way to be like, oh, you want to be addressed this way? Awesome. Like, move on. And, and it is, for me, it is one of those, like, can we just move on from this conversation right. about pronouns? Can we really talk about why someone's hung up that they can't use my pronouns? right like what and and I hate saying it that way because it kind of changes the narrative more about them and not um LGBTQ individuals but for me personally I I want to resolve that idea of like when people are like well you look like this I'm like well I may look like this but why can't they why can't they pronoun look like this right makes sense and that's that's what it comes down to it's like why can't you why can't we challenge the idea of what we know to who people are Right. So I guess that that goes to my next question. Um, say, um, I don't know, say this guy named John uh, is working as a fast food cashier and he and you come into his uh, into the into the store to order. Obviously, when you work, I worked at McDonald's, you have to say ma'am or sir. So obviously that would, that could break those type of norms. Now, how would somebody, I guess there's a two-part question. The first part would be is, is it appropriate and okay to ask somebody what their pronouns are and, and which way would be the right way or the appropriate and respectful way to ask them? And two, um, how would you, um, like, how would you go about like, uh, like, for example, with you, like if they are like, a they them type of pronoun how would you go about referring to them instead of saying sir ma'am so i'll start with the first question which is <laughs> how do we ask or is it okay to ask someone's pronoun and yes um it is okay to ask someone's pronouns or maybe different forms of identity and the and the understanding we just want to we want to address them as who they are right but it's really does come down to how are you asking and what is your reasoning for asking exactly because some people can be can get offended that you're asking because they're like i look like a man so i'm a man they might think like are you trying to insult them and you don't want to do that neither so one of the one of the best ways that I know when I want to ask someone's pronoun to it, so it really comes up how well do I know them because there are certain people in my life I was like I know them but I don't really know them in a way like they're an acquaintance right um, I I know their name I've seen them on social media we've had one or two interactions together but I never got to be like oh I don't know what their pronouns are and I don't know anyone that could know that um, so with that way I might be not as formal so I might just be like hey we've talked a few times um I just wanted to make sure I was getting your pronouns right if that's okay would would you be okay 
answering that. And then typically I'd follow up with like what my pronouns were. So there was an understanding. And when we asked like, would you be okay with that? Or, um, you know, we're giving them the permission to say yes or no, because we shouldn't be like, I need to know your pronouns. Like right. you don't, you don't need to know someone's pronouns, right? right? Um, you, you should be addressed. If someone doesn't want to tell you their pronouns, like there are other ways that we can address them in respect, right? So like we can keep it gender neutral completely. Um, we can just address them with no pronouns that are gender specific. So we can go with that person over there. We can use their name, right? So there are different ways to do that. Um, another, a more formal way. So like if I didn't necessarily know you um, and I was like, ooh, I don't, I wanna make sure I get this person's pronouns, right? Or I wanna respect who they are. Like I'd be like, hi, um, my name is Trixie. My pronouns are she, uh, would you mind telling me yours? And it's still in a way that like, that's how I would ask because I want it in a way that doesn't come off very like, tell me your pronouns. I need to know them, right? right. Like, <laughs> that's like, you're a stranger. You don't know me. Cause you right. can be like, I don't know her. I'm okay. Not telling. Right. And you can, you just like, I'm not comfortable with that. Right? right. So there are different ways to ask, but like the more formal way, the best practice way for those is like, you know, giving that permit, like asking, but not in a, like in a way that's not mm-hmm. accusatory. Like I, like you think, cause when I hear someone ask for my pronouns once in a while, I'm go, why are you asking me so like directly? And it's because, and it is come down to that idea of the, uh, it's an, I, ignorance sounds so negative because I know they're trying to be respectful, right? Like I know they want to respect me. So sometimes like, as a non-binary person, many of us are used to being like, yeah, we, we know people, people are going to ask for my pronouns. Mm-hmm. Some days I'm like, yeah, I'm willing to tell anyone. Other days I was like, I'm exhausted because I had 20 other people today ask me and like, yeah. I just don't want to say it. Like, I'm good. Like mm-hmm. at the end of the day, I'm like, I'm fine. I don't really feel comfortable telling you at this time, but we can probably talk later. Right. Or, you know, yeah. whatever it may be. Absolutely. So, so that was the the first question the second question was oh a more gender neutral way so when it comes to servers or like customer service Mm -hmm. for me i've worked in customer service so i give them the employer the benefit of the doubt all the time like i'm over here like you're just trying to do your best day your job like you showed up today and like here you are like i work with clients all the time so it's kind of the same way in an aspect so i'm over here like you called me, sir. Like, I'll move on in the sense yeah. that's just me. Um, and it really does come with that aspect of they're working, like, I'm here yeah. um, and stuff. But at the same time, they can, that, that agency, that company, whatever, they can go through cultural competency trainings, they can go through diversity. Okay. And if someone needs to greet me with, like, welcome, ma'am, or welcome, sir, they can welcome with, like, welcome guest, right? Okay. I'm a guest. So you can just say welcome guest, or um, you can just say um, hello, her uh, friend, right? Like make it a, a friendly welcome, okay. you know, whatever that might be, you know? Yeah. And so that is a gendered form right there, right? So right. not a sir or a ma'am, it's a guest, it's a friend. Right. Um, and a lot of, there's, there's many others I'm sure out there, but those are the top two I can think of of yeah. like, how to address somebody without needing to mm-hmm. be gendered. 
Right. And I do know that there's a lot of that now, especially with the non-binary and, you know, all these pronouns coming to surface and like becoming a thing uh, in this world now. Like there is a lot of that being taught in these type of industries, whether it's fast food or retail, whether it's in, you know, any type of workplace that you deal with clientele, like because you don't want to offend anybody, because if you offend somebody that can affect them coming back to your business. And that will, that can obviously hurt the company you're working for. So you, you obviously want to be as respectful as possible. And also like when we offend someone, we're also hurting the other person that was offended in a way. Yeah. Um, so like, we want to think about all, all people involved, like not just they work for on their employment, but like the other person's existence. Absolutely. And we need to make sure we're validating the per- like that person. Mm-hmm. And, and, and when I say validation, we don't need to give gold stars out. Uh, right. But we have to we have to see like this is a person. This yep. is who they are. And, you know, they exist. They yep. exist. Like, yep. We can't argue that someone doesn't exist when they're right in front of us. Right, exactly. And sometimes, you know, that person might be having a very bad day and you reaching out to them and being kind and referring to them the way they would like to be referred to by their proper pronouns could really change them from having a very bad pissy mood to a very happy mood because somebody respected them. Yeah, I actually just had a actually it happened today. I was at work. And um, we were in one of those group messages with coworkers and stuff. Yeah. And I, I made a comment. It was a good time. And one of my coworkers, yeah, I agree with them. And mm-hmm. I was like, oh, thank you. Like they, they, they called me them. And, right. and it was the first time in a long time mm-hmm. that like where I work, that one of my coworkers addressed me the way I wanted to be addressed. Right. And that made me like the rest of the day, I'm sitting here like, <laughs> Right. You need something. I'll go get you coffee. Like I'm over here. Right. Like, my energy just went up because um, I was I was addressed. I wasn't just addressed the way I was. I was seen. I was yeah. seen who I was, and Absolutely. strangers can do that without like unintentionally. And that's one of the best things that we can. That's why it's important to educate ourselves and make ourselves aware. Absolutely. So we are at the end of Pride Month. Um, We know that every year during this month, a lot of people that are struggling to come out or they find a way to come out or they do come out and, you know, they make it an importance or a significance because of the month that we're in for obvious reasons. Of course, we explained that earlier, why pride is so important. So there are some like probably people that might be watching this that are struggling to come out Um, because don't forget, like, I mean, the. I reach a lot like, you know, a wide demographic where somebody from California might be watching this because they like to watch this type of stuff and they might be struggling. Like I, I'm, I know I'm gay or I know I'm bi or I know, you know, I'm this, that or the other, and they don't know how to properly like come out because they're afraid of how their parents or their acquaintances or their colleagues or their friends or family or whatever. will think about that. So somebody that is afraid to come out, how any advice for them and how they can come out to their loved ones or come out to their friends or their acquaintances, colleagues without being without like, cause we know suicide rate is obviously up because of this too. So we want people to feel safe to come out, but is there any advice that you can give them to kind of be like, this is a, a, a safe way to do it, or this is a way that you could possibly do it. That might, you know, might not make it as scary, I guess is the word I want. Um, Great question, I have to say, because when you sent me them, this was one of my favorite questions that <laughs> you're going to ask. Um, but with coming out, 
the first thing is you never stop. I'll just say that, right? Yeah. But it, one of the most forward things is, but we're definitely in this aspect, we definitely are talking about more of that first time. Yes. It sometimes get easier for us as mm-hmm. um, for individuals. We come out all the time to people like someone yeah. who like, oh yeah, this is who I am. And I just yeah. came out, it makes it more, but for, exactly. these first, for these first moments, whether it's your family, maybe a friend, coworker, whoever, it may be like, coming out my first thing is if you're if you know you won't be safe like physical violence is going to happen uh, you may lose your home so that's really comes down to like LGBT youth um the youth really like my um my advice there is don't come out if you're not safe and the reason for that is your safety comes first mm-hmm. you, you want to be safe and it's it, it is one of those hard realities for LGBTQI uh individuals to be like that's the truth. Like if we're not safe, we can't come out. Yeah. That, 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 that does take a lot of tool. There's a lot of trauma that can build up from that depending on what comes from that. Um, but unfortunately the hard reality is like my best advice is if you are not safe, don't come out right away or right now, wait, just wait because your safety matters. Yeah. Um, but with that on the other side, if someone is, does feel safe and they, they, they feel like they need to or want to, they just are feeling that vulnerability, they're feeling shame, mm-hmm. uh, they're even feeling that sensitivity of fear, there's a lot of different ways to come out. And one of the, one of the ways is finding clues, right? Finding whoever you're calling it. How do they feel about LGBTQIA plus individuals? I tell people all the time, like, use me as an example. I'm a, I'm a, leader in my community I'm well known so I'm like someone can be like how do you feel about how do you feel about Trixie how do you feel about Jake right like and that person might like depending on what they bring up you know they might be like no oh god and like that negativity like ooh, is it because they're queer is it because they're gay like is it because they're not like what is it and you can get a sense they're like ooh, this might not be that good that doesn't mean you can't come out that just gauges a level of like how what is this going to look like um I know with my own parents like my father this one time I was watching tv when I was younger and like he made a very derogatory term with like a commercial that happened with two women and stuff and I was like okay well this will be interesting (laughs) right so you know there is that reality uh it doesn't make it impossible it just lets us be aware of like what's going to happen but one of the things is you can do it face to face, right? Like sit down and make like when someone comes out, you're making about you in a, in a way that you like, I need to tell you this because I'm tired of hiding. I like whatever the reasoning, say the reasoning, right? Um, because when you give that reasoning, it sometimes invites the person to truly open their uh, ears and mind and like listen. There's an, a, a form of empathy that can happen because a lot of the times when we come out, we can make it relatable to others who are not part of the community when we tell them like, have you ever felt afraid before to be yourself? Everyone has that story. Everyone has a yeah. vulnerability moment. So when yeah. we are talking at these conversations, bring up that vulnerability and make it relatable to the person you're talking to because that might give you a chance for them to connect. Yeah. You might connect with them and then come out in whatever way that looks like I've also seen it on where people like this is who I am like I'm here like there's no stopping me and you know I like that's it they take off and like um you know there could be backlash that happens but you know they they don't let it stop them in a way or you know people are like okay you're here 
and I'm a person like I I get it you're here get it live it you know when when you get to that moment of like calming calming down like okay you you came out we're good you're riding the same flow as us now like um people just need to just do it they need to open the door they need to rip off the band-aid um and then the other I would say is social media I have mixed feelings on coming out on social media because it can be both positive and toxic because yeah. trolls live on the trolls live on social media. Yeah, like you do. And sometimes like we worry about those elder um, or distant family relatives, right? Like who might see and then judge us. Right. But the good news is you're not around me. Hopefully like mm-hmm. you're not like it shouldn't matter. You yeah. can unfriend me, block me. It's not my my day moves on, and we can right. we can have an actual conversation later if it bothers you. But Absolutely. social media can be a way of like posting it, right? Posting mm-hmm. a nice post. Um, you know, like I'm here. Uh, there's something I've always wanted to say. And social media, you can you can get creative with coming out in that way. You can also get creative if you do it in an art form. Yeah. Um, you know, like drag, Absolutely. right? Oh, not all, although I will say not all people in drag are part of the LGBTQ community. You do not have to be part of the LGBTQI yeah. community to be in drag, but essentially some people learn who they are in drag and that might build their confidence. Drag gave me yeah. the confidence to find my voice. So right. there are other methods of art and performances that can do the same. So. Absolutely. Now, I mean, I, one thing I could say is, um, I didn't, I, now this is a personal story on me. I, and you might already know this. I, I might've told you this a, while, a long time ago, but I personally um, never had the chance to come out. Um, I was 18-ish, 19-ish. And uh, I was uh, dating this guy. Um, I was living in Anacook at the time. I was at Luzerne County Community College. I was attending school up there. And my parents were going on a New York bus trip and I needed the, you know, dog sit. I lived in Anacoke. My boyfriend lived in Monte City, so I ended up uh, ended up uh, going to my parents to dog sit, and they were going to be gone for like you know I think it was like a weekend or whatever because I had to go back up you know Sunday night for school for the school on Monday, and um, I figured it would be this brilliant idea to bring my boyfriend over to their house, and you know we'd have the place or the weekend to ourselves, and because my parents they were on in New York City, they were on a bus trip. There was no way they were coming back, right or wrong. So the bus ended up, I guess, having some type of technical difficulties. And I, of course, didn't know this. My parents never called me to tell me they were coming home. I mean, it was more of like, I mean, why would they tell me it's their house? I'm dog sitting like they don't expect me to have anybody there that I can, you know, quickly rush out. Well, my parents end up coming home and they find me in their bed because I didn't have a bed at the time. I slept on a couch. They found me in their bed making love to my boyfriend. And that's how they found out I was gay. So that's to this day. They, they are more lenient with me being gay, but they don't approve or accept me being gay. And that probably is like 95% of the reason why, because they got that mental image that they can't get out of their brain. And the fact that I couldn't, I didn't even tell, you have the respect to tell them from the beginning of, of why I'm gay. And I, like a lot of people that aren't out, I'm, I'm basically telling the stories because there are people that are not out that, you know, don't that live, say, with their parents. And I don't want something like this to happen to them. So, like, be careful and cautious, because if you don't get the chance to come out, it, you, your family may not come around to accept it because they don't you, they didn't get the respect of you telling them that yourself. Right. There there is stories and dialogue around um, similar ones to you of. 
you know, why didn't you tell me? Why did I have to find out this way? There is that, but I always tell people in those narratives, it's not about them, it's about you. So yeah. redirecting that lens of like, I understand you feel some kind of way. We can talk about it and you, you know, building that bridge if possible, right? Like um, for me, I, I actually never came out to my parents. I was outed. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was outed in high school. Um, and then with my parents, I was outed um, as well. And it, it got it got hard because like, um, I never had a full on conversation with my parents regarding my, I, I've actually never came out to my parents with my gender identity, mm-hmm. um, just for reasons of like, I don't want that energy of explaining that all of this to them. Like, I, it's just, that's too much work for me. Like, I'm personally, I'm content. It's a sacrifice. I'm like, oh, this is who I am to them. And as of right now, until I find, you know, internal solitude and internal yeah. resilience of like wanting to tell them I'll get there. But right now I'm like, there's too many other things, good things that are happening in my in life that right now I'm okay with my parent not telling my parents, right? Right. Um, I'm not saying it's perfect because they, they do things still. I'm like, mm, that's, that's right. but that's my issue at right now right. because anything and I have to learn how to and build and do whatever the internal process so do your parents like know about the drag and that you're in the LGBTQ and all that community I'm assuming they know all that then my my dad is a huge supporter of my drag um I absolutely love him um my mom she knows I do drag she's not a super huge supporter she's sometimes denial when it yeah. comes to my sexuality and stuff, they've actually both have met different partners of mine um, when I was dating and stuff. And um, my dad just considers everyone my friend. <laughs> <laughs> so has he come totally full circle of like, oh, okay. Right. No, but he's also not like, he's not hateful. He's like, oh, come in, right. like eat my food. And then he always goes, that your friend. Like, right. It's my partner, you know, like we do things and stuff. And then my, my mother, it's a little bit complicated. We, again, I've never, my mom, my mom actually sometimes still thinks I date women from time to time. Not that there's anything wrong with that. I just, I don't. Right, right. <laughs> they, yeah. you know, like that's not a thing for me. But um, so, and does she know? Yeah, she's totally met, she's met two of my partners before. Okay. So, I'm like hi and she's like who's that and I was like oh we're dating and she's like do you want dinner like moves on to the next subject like doesn't want to talk about it and stuff so there are differences have I told them yeah in my own ways but I've never had that moment of needing to sit down and be like this is like because whether for me for myself whether they approve or not I don't care right um, as long as they still see me as their child and respect yeah. me. And that's how it is with my parents. They always said that they would disown me before I was even out. Um, if that I was that if I if I were ever gay or whatever like that, they would all because they I guess they had hints and everything and deeply kind of knew. Um, but uh, like they disowned me maybe for three months after finding out because of the way they found out. Um, but ultimately, it, it worked out. We became close again, and we still are. Um, when I, I, I mean, I, I talk to them about my life and my love life or my sex life or whatever. And they, um, and they kind of, uh, like tolerate it. They don't like push it off, but, um, it's one of those things that they tell me to stop talking about it. 
because I want them to respect me and my life choices because I'm an adult and my own human, um, I would also respect their choices, whether I agree with what they say or not. Like, it's their opinions that I want to respect them just like they, I want them to respect me. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, ultimately, like, that's how, I mean, that's the way it is. Like you said with your mom, like she wants to move on to the next subject. Okay. I'll respect your decision because it's your choice and it's your, that's what you want. So I'm going to respect you, but I would also like you to respect me and my choices. Right. And when it, when it comes down to that, because have I had huge arguments about my, with my mom about things like this? Yes. Mm -hmm. Um, But at the same time, like I, grown right so I would say when it when I was first coming out it was very difficult because I found a lot of anger and resentment like how do I handle this and then as I got older and as I started learning more about myself like the only person's approval I need in life is myself right as long as I wake up every day knowing I love who I am and I feel confident in a way to express myself like I can't like not every it's not every day I can wake up and be like I'm amazing like we all have hard days but as long as I'm like no I love myself I'm beautiful right like I don't like I I don't believe in this idea of like if if someone in your family is too toxic I like you don't need that um that's easier said than done right there are different ways to do things so absolutely me I I did learn like self-love is is going waking up every day and saying I respect who I am as a person and respect what I'm doing and that's enough for me to look at some of these other situations and be like I don't need it right and uh, and this is more directed towards people that may know of people that are gay or closeted or even have suspicions um one thing I'll give you some advice like if you, and I'm not saying anybody watching this is like that, but don't be a dick and out people because that not only ruins friendships and families and relationships, but it also causes them to feel neglected and betrayed and like, you know, vulnerable. And that is why, you know, LGBTQIA plus people kill themselves and commit suicide because of these, this type of action. And you don't want people to, you know, I mean, we don't want people adding themselves to a statistics list because of people that are going to be assholes and literally like out people, you know? And when it comes to outing, uh, like, and stuff like that, it's none of their business. It's not you, that is not your book. Put that book down. Like you're just here to read it. You're not writing it. Like, right. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I, I couldn't say it better myself. Like just like that, it just boils down to respect. Like if you, like, I always say like, if you have a problem with me being gay, are you marrying a man? Are you <laughs> sleeping with a man? Are you dating a man? Are you kissing a man? No, you're not. I am. You're not. So it doesn't affect you in any way, shape or form. So I, I'm not going to flaunt it in your face. So how about you kind of, you know, turn around and move the other way and don't look at me. If you don't, if it bothers you that much, you don't have to interact with me. Right. Point blank. If my real friends, my real family, my real partners, my real anything, they will, my fans, everybody, they will respect me because of me. I, they're not like everybody that knows us knows I'm gay. Like they, the ones that watch my podcast, they know I'm gay. And the ones that keep watching me and keep, you know, being in my movies and keep interacting with me, they respect me because they know I'm creative. They know I'm talented. They know I provide entertainment. They know they like my material and my content and they will keep, they, they want to be a part of that. If you aren't a part of that and you don't appreciate or like my, you know, my background or anything, then you don't, you don't have to watch my, watch my show. You don't have to listen to my show. You don't have to watch any of my movies, but like, you don't have to go on there and comment and leave 
ignorant remarks and all that stuff because in the end that's how people end up getting you know getting their careers shot you know yeah and you put putting um lgbtqia plus individuals still vulnerable like we can still be fired in certain areas just for who we are yeah and And it might be illegal to fire somebody that's lgbtqia but it isn't illegal if they can find a way to say why you were fired and they don't say that's the reason so that it could it could be the reason without you even knowing and um discrimination still happens like yes still say no you can't have access to this um where i live like um, I didn't even know this, but in the one town next to me, drags tech was, it's no longer technically was illegal, right? Because uh-huh. the ordinance that was originally put in place was uh, that you can't do um, female or male impersonations if that's right. not how you were born, right? And it was uh-huh. under this adult entertainment thing. But like, good thing is when I did drag shows there, I was like, I thought someone was kidding. They were like, technically you're, you're, it's illegal what you're doing and i'm sitting there like oh okay um and then <laughs> the ordinance came up and i'm like oh no they weren't kidding good for me like i'm okay with this so but right. because of that drag show it got brought up at the town council in the town and they changed it so like there was that change that's a positive moment but like if i didn't know or someone didn't tell me but like i was actually just dressed like this walking down the street or something right like that would be considered an issue, right? Wow. So what if, if I can ask live, I mean, on the show, like you don't have to say it, we could just private message on Facebook or something about it, but which town is this? Um, I don't want to say because it's a good town. Um, okay. It's one that uh, is changing, it's progressing. So I don't mm-hmm. want to put like negativity out there. Right. Um, but it is progressing and um, so a lot of it is um, to other people like myself in the town, like pushing back on these things. Yeah. Um, but like the, the ordinance itself is from the eighties. So, wow. and I'm sure other towns have these ordinance, yeah. but paying attention to them and why, who's using, mm-hmm. who's weaponizing them and who is like thinking, oh, this doesn't matter. We can keep it the same. Can we do, right. do people know that like changing this is important. Mm-hmm. So like, um, yeah. I'll send you articles and stuff. Cause it was actually in our newspaper when it happened. Okay. So. Yeah, I'm actually really curious. I have an idea because I know where you're from. So I have an idea, but I don't know if that's the one I'm thinking of or not. But overall, like the that that specific town is one of the most progressive towns in the area in which I live, like that surrounds where I live. So yeah. that's why I'm like, it happened. It was not, yeah. it was interesting. Um, the good news is like a lot of I had a lot of support from the community. Like there was a right. lot of support, like because like we like that progressive thing people were progressive progressive they just were like what like this is a thing right. yeah I, I didn't even know it was a thing either and I'm the one over right. there in drag so right. <laughs> like, you, well you're saying town and I'm thinking so I'm pretty sure I know what it is it's not a borough it's not a township it's a town yeah, yeah. So, okay I got you yeah, that's, that's, that's I guess that's how much I can I can you know, I, I think I know what you're talking about now for one reason and I'm not gonna say what it yeah. is we can no, talk about okay. it offline so, though, but I, I have an idea which one it is now. Um, so, <laughs> so what do you uh, enjoy most about um, pr- uh, doing and performing drag, and what do you like least about it? So most, um, I get to live my fantasy. Like I, I love the feeling of feeling energy and power and telling a story. Like I'm all like. When I get on stage, the minute that music hits, the minute I like get into that mindset, I'm 
giving so much, uh, you know, inspiration, giving empowerment. I'm giving people something to feel joy about, something to actually like that moment of like, let your hair down. Drag shows and drag performers allow people to let their hair down. Like you, I love people like, can I dress up and go to your shows? I'm like, absolutely, just don't get on my stage. But absolutely, (laughs) like, um you like sell it get it earn it and for me like I like seeing people smile like I like uh where I live like there's an older group who've never been to drag shows and like the younger millennials who are like I want to bring my parents to it and I'm like well how old's your parents okay they're boomers that's great we'll see how this goes and they're one of the people to be like like they're the ones up here like yeah I love this like and I'm like they're getting their life they're feeling whatever in the air and I'm loving it and seeing all that excitement is just like it brings much joy to myself like it it fuels me to want to do more um yes I'll give two reasons the second reason is I have a voice in drag right when I demand attention I can do it as Jake now I've learned how to do that Trixie demands attention and drag has truly gave me that power to be like hi I'm here I look sickening I look good now that we got that out of the way I have something to say and I think that is one of the best things I can say why I love drag awesome the things I really don't like about drag is I don't always like getting into drag it's a lot of work there Mm. are some days I'm just like Oh, I have to do all these things. Like, um, like makeup is okay. I'm always okay doing makeup, um, but like getting into different bodies. So like yeah. I have to put on like seven pairs of tights and pads and cinchers. And like there's some of my outfits are really constricting. Some of them like have, you have to like get into them very mm-hmm. carefully. And some of that is like, okay. And like heels, heels after like six hours or more like two, like they start hurting, that hurts. Like, yeah. but like, good thing it becomes a numbing. Pain. I was Cruella Deville for like maybe an hour at most, and I wanted to like, rip, like cut off my <laughs> feet. <laughs> that, there, there is that like reality of like drag. That it looks good. We look fine. I'm glad you can. That's why when people, when people give us compliments in drag, we're like, we're doing it right because mm-hmm. it takes a lot of work to to get into it. Yeah. So, um, the other thing is like there is some backlash that happens in drag um within like the lgbtqi plus community itself like um it can get it's like drag politics is what i call it and depending on where you are what that is or what that looks like that that can get harmful in a way like you you don't want to get to like drag drama which i won't get into because i typically stay out of it because i'm one of those actually nice queens that i'm like okay you don't like me right Like, I'm okay with that. Like, right. I'm going to go over here and do my own thing then. Because um, that is the hard truth. Like, that's another reason why I like. But, um, and then, you know, I have moments of being judged harshly, harassed. Um, and, you know, I've had people say some awful things to me as, like, they drive by in their cars and they yell out slurs and stuff. Like, I can't say I hate drag because of that, but it is like when I look like this and somebody says like, oh, they're so beautiful, but they want to hate me. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, <laughs> like that, that can get tiring sometimes too. It can make right. it unsafe and unreal. And that, that does, that's another like, okay. But, but 
yeah the pros definitely outbeat the cons awesome awesome so i'm gonna add another question in actually that i just thought of um so i i mentioned i did i did cruella deville you know for halloween um so people that cosplay like and i'm not saying cosplay as like beast from beauty and the beast or like you know do 80s or any of that i mean i guess that could be part of drag if you want but like is cosplaying uh the same thing as drag or are they different and what makes them that way so I'm going to have to say they're different. One, because I used to do cosplay and I still love cosplay. Like, I saw I, it. I wish I do more. Um, so <laughs> like cosplay is everything. But I do have to say there's, there are distinct differences. I will say when we think about characterizations, they're the same, mm-hmm. right? So like a lot of the times cosplayers take a character and make that themselves. Yeah. And who they are, that character. Drag is kind of the same way we see ourselves in this persona mm-hmm. and we become that persona and okay. there are those different like we can like the I guess the similarity between cosplay and drag is we can always take it off like right. I can take it off yeah the difference though definitely comes down to the art and aspects to it so like cosplay is highly more about characterization and fandom right so and they can cross over like um yeah. Uh, can't think of the drag queen's name. Uh, Derek! Exclamation point! Like they combine drag and um, cosplay a lot. Mm-hmm. I combined uh, drag and cosplay before. Like they can they can go together. But mm-hmm. when they're blended, sometimes like that changes. Is it is it drag or is it cosplay? It could be both sometimes. Yeah. Um, because drag queens do characters like Disney villains are a huge thing for drag queens and yeah. Um, a lot of drag kings I know they go into the fandom of like Doctor Who and more sci-fi type characters we my friends and the people I know do (laughs) so like there is crossover that doesn't necessarily make them the same again drag has drag is an art of performance so in a way of like we do get on stage we do Mm -hmm. have different ways of expressing ourselves and there can be crossover, but the distinct difference of how I know is when I'm in cosplay, I'm a character, right? Like mm-hmm. I look at myself as that character, but I look at myself of who I am in that character. Right. When I'm in drag, I'm not a character to myself. I'm an expression and extension of who I am. And that's right. really the difference like for myself and how I understand cosplay and drag. That's the difference. All right, it makes a lot of sense. So have you won any awards in, for performing in drag? So I've never, uh, well, so when it comes to awards, I'm a pageant queen. I've competed. Yay. Um, So my most proud title I won was the Miss uh, Northeastern Pennsylvania Pride Fest of 2019 and 2020. Um, I just gave that crown up actually last weekend. So it was a step down, which is great. Um, And I was like the queen of pride with NEPA. And that was so cool and so nice. Um, I've won a local bar title for Miss Mount Holly. Um, I've also actually been nominated for um, influencer of like the region in the area for our local other ones. I did not get it, but at least I was nominated. So that was- Yeah, there you go. At least you were nominated. Still plus. When I competed for Miss Gay uh, Pennsylvania America, um, I placed top four out of state. So that was a state competition I got fourth on. It wasn't a win, but Placing top four at a state contest yeah. drag is a big deal. It really is. I mean, Pennsylvania, believe it or not, a lot of people don't realize this, but Pennsylvania is pretty darn big. 
Yeah. Yeah. So, so, uh, so yeah, like placing fourth is a really big accomplishment for that. So congrats on all that. Congrats Thank on you. all that. Yep. So last question. Uh, do you have any upcoming drag appearances that you would like to promote to the listening viewing audiences? So at least those that are local anyways can come out and support you. Uh, so my next one is actually going to be in uh, Pottsville. It's there Pride on July 17th. I have ones throughout the whole year, but so I don't, I can't think of them all at the top of my head, but I perform in towns like Danville and Bloomsburg and Wilkes-Barre, Scranton. I've gone, uh, oh, I have one in actually, I have one in Virginia, actually at Virginia oh, Beach nice. on August uh, 21st with uh, Jennifer Warner and Harvey Daniels um you know amazing drag queens I absolutely nice. love so um my local ones I perform a little bit more because you know I'm local right. but right. I do go out uh, of Pennsylvania I know there's one out in Pittsburgh I'm working on making sure I can get out there and do stuff so um I do go out of state but at the same time I try to stay in my state because the more I build in my state it helps me get connected on outside That's absolutely Right. I would say stop by and see me when you're on your way to Virginia, but I'll be in Pennsylvania filming that day. I'm like, crap. (laughs) (laughs) Our schedules seem to to never match. I I know. (laughs) I will plug in like also my uh, my Jake side, Jacob Kelly Queer Education. Mm -hmm. Um, I know we briefly mentioned about like my education and stuff like that is also growing. I have my own Facebook and Instagram. I'm working on my website. I actually just started my own video content with the Rainbow Alliance here. Uh, It's Juicy with Jake. It's all about positive queer inclusive sex education. So yeah. Awesome. Well, if I will throw out there, if you do need any help on your website, this, you know, where to find me. Got me. (laughs) (laughs) I thank you so much, Trixie, for joining me. It's been an mm-hmm. honor. It's been so much fun. I really, uh, I learned a lot. And I mean, I'm in the community and I didn't know as much as I thought I did. So I learned a lot and I'm hoping the people watching this have learned a lot and how to respect people, you know, based on their pronouns and their sexuality and their gender identity and all that. But I do thank you for uh, taking the time to do this interview. It's been so much fun and it's been an honor to talk to you again. Thank you so much. Yeah. I can't thank you enough for this opportunity. I hope anyone that's listening um, my name is Trixie, T-R-I-X-Y, Valentine, like the holiday, if you're looking for me, just so that's a thing, but no, I, I do have to thank you. I, I loved this. This is a, this is a great conversation. It was, it definitely was. And, uh, I know with the free zoom, I can't, uh, it'll take away our name tags or whatever, but I always edit in there and I put the name tags in there. So I'll make sure that, uh, your name is there for anybody that, uh, need to, that they don't have to keep rewinding it to see if they had to spell it, if they don't remember. So they will be able to see it right in the corner of the entire interview. I'll make sure that's taken care of. But I thank you so much. You have a great rest of your night, Trixie. Thank you so much, Scotty. Yep. Bye.